Welcome to another episode of Today's Lesson, a Nick Cave podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm Sean. And today we're going to be talking about the second track from The Firstborn is Dead. It's called Say Goodbye to the Little Girl Tree. Sean, how are you doing? You know, I'm doing all right. I made a promise to myself last time. When you asked me that question, I'm not going to talk about the weather. It's hard. We're from Portland is what we do. Um, but I'm going to make one more exception because it's all I can think about right now. One more. I'm sweating like a stuck hog. Ooh. <laughs> I'm suckling. I'm on a spit and I'm roasting. It is so fucking hot here. And so I was going to say, being a stuck pig doesn't necessarily imply heat, but over a fire, it makes, makes more sense. Are there other reasons to stick pigs? Um, I don't know. That's dark. I don't want to think about that. I hope that whoever is doing that is eating them afterwards. But <laughs> to be more specific, I am twirling on a rotisserie right now. That's the weekend. These are my fun pigs. <laughs> you know, just going a sticking. A sticking. Andrew, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, I made a vow to myself off the air to talk about the weather every time. Oh, um, fuck. We do this. So, yeah, it's real. it's real hot. Not as hot today as it has been, but uh, yeah, I'm uncomfortably wet. <laughs> it's, oh my God, it's uh, my favorite Pink Floyd B-side, uncomfortably <laughs> wet. B-side? That's, oh God. Sean, down, 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 <laughs> down, down, down. <laughs> Say goodbye to little girl tree. It's the second song. I don't have a lot more to say about it um, off the top. But what? What's this? What's this song about? Kind of. It's about. It's about saying aloha to that little girl tree, um, in the context of saying goodbye. In a it's, goodbye sort of way. Yes, that. not to be confused with aloha meaning hello, but uh, right. the aloha au revoir, as it were. This this we're is really a song in Hawaiian vibes <laughs> today. We're talking pigs. We're talking aloha. Ah, uh, I. What can I say? I'm hanging loose. I am drinking a great uh, Hawaii reminiscent sour. You know it well. It's got mangoes and and apricots in it feels like mm. i'm on the beach kind of without any are those of native to hawaii i don't know no probably not mangoes <laughs> maybe hawaiian mm. mangoes definitely oh yeah yeah yeah. oh sorry hawaiian mangoes hawaiian apricots absolutely yeah so anyway 
the little girl tree. I want to make a promise to everyone out there right now. If you're getting <laughs> getting tired of hearing this, it does take a break at a bit. But um, this is a song about a man who has probably been pretty violent and abusive to a woman and likely killed her. <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, we can we can um, we can discuss that element of it even later uh, when we get into the text. But even if you take this under the most you know generous sort of context you know even if he doesn't kill this person this girl very abusive emotionally and and otherwise to the point of torture and yes this is this is another big yikes you know we thought we were out of the woods with the last album gone and we're not this is maybe the hugest yikes of all yeah and it's it's unassuming yeah, it's it's an unassuming one too. Um, you know, the last album we we heard a lot of shrieking, we heard a lot of hollering. We knew kind of what we were in for on a lot of those tracks. Uh, didn't have to dig too deep, but this one, you know, it took me a couple listens to realize, oh, that's what this is about. <laughs> to listen to the lyrics and 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 understand, because otherwise it's just kind of a slow moving, kind of swinging, southern sparse, you know, blues tune and. Uh, under that is quite the insidious tale. Yeah, the the music is almost a reprieve from the song that came before, Tupelo, you know. Um yeah. it's a little quieter, it's a little more mellow. Um it's kinda it's it's fun musically. Um and I think his delivery, you know, he's having fun with it, but the lyrics are pretty yeah, pretty pretty dark and horrible. Yeah. And sort of in keeping with the rest of the album, kind of in the in the great blues tradition, you know, you got your, your Hey Joes and your CC writers, you know, there's, there's a tradition of this. And I think that is somewhat what he's pulling from, though it is definitely in his wheelhouse to do this kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And and not to jump too far ahead to the music, but um, in contrast to Tupelo, I, I find this song to be very sunny. This song is, yeah. I think is in the desert. It's hot. It's, it's nice out. And um, yeah, plays contrast to itself with the subject matter, but places us squarely in that kind of Southern American Gothic that we know that he's all about. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially on this album. Um, And just kind of, kind of to wrap up this sort of preamble, you know, this, this is something that in the future on future albums, we won't discuss them now, but Nick Cave will kind of turn this, gender dynamic on its head um yeah so he's playing kind of in these terms i don't you know obviously he doesn't believe this kind of shit you know we've gotten into it into it before but um it is worth bringing up and examining because you know it's pretty dark shit and horrible shit and the speaker is very repugnant um but even when he does kind of flip it on its head i i it does feel weird to go back and listen to this stuff and and hear any gender dynamic, I guess. It kind of feels a little antiquated, but... Nope. Nope. Also, there's lots well, of tree imagery. Lots of tree imagery, and that that never stops. I mean, we... I don't know if Carnage had any, but... It's all the way through the most recent albums. It's just constant. Yep. This is not the last botany lesson we'll get. <laughs> um, But watch out for the botany facts. They're going to be flying fast and hot here pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> We're 
experts on Hawaiian fruits, Nick Cave lyrics, <laughs> and uh, various flora. Is uh, and that's it. Are trees botany? Is that botany still? Or do they have another word? Um, yes, it is. Good. Okay. I don't know for sure, but maybe we'll get some some more emails out of out of me just saying that. Write us and please let us know because I'm not going to look it up. Yeah. I could look it up right now and I won't. <laughs> we had a podcast to co-host. That's right. We got lyrics to get into. First one, line one, say goodbye, that little girl tree. We're saying hello to the song right now, but it starts off. Oh, say goodbye, little girl tree. Oh, you know that I must say goodbye to the little girl tree. Instant repetition. We're going to hear that a lot. Um, and I do want to give kudos to Nick for using a pretty obtuse main line and a title um, so many times in the song. Uh, say goodbye to the little girl tree. It's a mouthful, but he makes it work here. And that's that's how we start this song. Um, but then we dive right in to kind of the the root of this, the no pun intended um <laughs> the next line being this wall i built around you is made of stone lies oh little girl the truth would be an axe in thee and so this places us the little girl tree is not so much a tree that's imagery um it is in my interpretation a person it's actually a, a little girl and um in the tradition of Shyamalan's the village or um perhaps black snake moan uh it appears that this person has entrapped somebody um through lies through through some sort of force and deception built a wall around them and um we start off immediately and it really builds the as you said repugnant nature of the speaker here that uh the truth allowing them beyond this wall that has been built around them um, would actually be a great harm to them is what the speaker believes and in in any number of true crime stories where this is the case, where somebody's trapped somebody and believes that they're doing them a favor of some sort, um, that's that's usually not the case. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's um, I, I would say it's outright uh, you know abuse. Yeah, no, we jump right into it, and so that's the song. The song just kind of elaborates from here, but that's where we start. Um, Andrew, what comes next? Oh, father, look to your daughter, brick of grief and stricken mortar. With this ring, the silver hoop of wire, I bind your maiden main stem just to keep you as a child. So, big yikes, real gross. Um, he he's addressing the father at first, um, but then he sw- uh, swaps who he's talking to. You know, with this ring, you know, you have this wedding imagery or silver hoop of wire. You know, something that could bind a tree or a plant. Um, he binds the maiden main stem, which has, you know, the obvious kind of plant imagery, um, tree imagery, but, you know, main stem is also another word for like the trunk of a river. Hmm. And so, you know, the main stem is where all the, um, you know, the little, what are they called? Tributaries or whatever, the little offshoots. Rivulets. <laughs> Rivulets. I, I think so. But they, so it's almost like, not only do you kind of have that idea of the river as this pathway to losing innocence, like in St. Huck, but you've got this idea that, you know, if the river stays straight and doesn't have these offshoots, it, it's kind of mirroring this idea of, of 
someone only being able to walk one path, not to experience other parts of the land. This part of this abuse is that this, um, the abuser, the speaker wants to keep this partner as a child, basically. Yeah. And I, I love that river, river imagery. I, I hadn't even thought about that because, um, in, in terms of trees, you bind main stems when the tree is injured and you use it to kind of guide the healing and guide the growth. Um, but once the tree is healed, you remove it because otherwise you're, you're stunting the tree. You're, you're keeping it as it is. Um, and a maiden tree is actually a young fruit tree. It's, it's a fruit tree that's less than a year old. And when you would, when you'd bind the main stem, you have to take it off to let it flourish. And here it's, you know, being used in a, in a very, um, again, stunting way. Um, so just as, you know, you're not letting the river flourish, you're not letting it branch off. Uh, you're not letting this tree branch off. You're not letting the, the grove flourish in any way. And this, this little girl remains as a child also conjures to me kind of like traditional binding imagery, um, foot binding, binding, you know, various body parts to, to make them certain ways. And, um, very physical in that way, using rings to do it. Uh, not uncommon everywhere, but you know, when it's not the person's choice to do that, that's torture. That's abuse. So, yeah, this is horrible. <laughs> this is this is terrible. It's a good thing. The, it's a good thing the song's about a tree and not a person, right? Yeah, I'm kind of going um. back to that. I I, I <laughs> think this is actually about just a tree. Yeah. So first two starts again. Say goodbye to the little girl tree. I'm gonna say goodbye to that little girl tree. Um, how fast your candy bones reached out for me. I must say goodbye to your brittle bones crying out for me. And, you know, this is going with the tree imagery strikes me very much as um, an emaciated person. This is a girl Mm -hmm. that has, you know, become brittle, has very thin, bony structure. um, And, and it also speaks to the speaker thinking that they're helping this person again going back to you know the truth would be an axe in you i'm protecting you from something i built a wall around you um now he's looking at this and and kind of looking at this person and saying god you're so brittle i need to protect you what i'm doing is is something that you need um so quickly become even more nefarious here no eye for the cause and effect (laughs) exactly like why why you so brittle while you bound her (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you fucking weirdo you idiot <laughs> you dope but uh you know oh you know i must say goodbye oh goodbye this last line even though you will betray me the very minute that i leave what do you think this is speaking to here well leave you know leaves obvious tree <laughs> imagery make like a uh, little be- girl tree <laughs> and leave betray me um (laughs) no i think it's um you know it is funny that we have this you know your bones reached out for me uh your bones are crying out for me even though you'll betray me the minute that i leave you know on the one hand it's like he knows what he's doing is messed up and that she would she's gonna try and escape or or you know try and get some outside help from the outside world so it's kind of a cool dynamic because you see what his containment of her kind of has caused. You know, he he even knows it's a little wrong. But also, you know, the, this idea that 
she could betray him maybe even after death, you know, when we, we kind of look at that mm-hmm. um, idea, you know, that's, that's something we've kind of seen before in Well of Misery or some of these other songs where, you know, just, just cause he ain't kicking doesn't mean you can't <laughs> uh, have agency. Absolutely. And it's funny you should mention Well of Misery cause I'm going to, I'm going to drop a bomb <laughs> here in a little bit. So mm. we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Uh, moving on to verse three. Oh, say goodbye to the little girl tree. Oh, Lord, you must know. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> How does he do it? <laughs> moving on to verse three. Oh, say goodbye to the little girl tree. Oh, Lord, you know that I must say goodbye to that little girl tree. I rise up her girl child lumps and slipping knots into her laden boughs and amongst her roping limbs like a swollen neck vein branching into smaller lesser veins that must all just sing and say goodbye uh yikes this uh this verse is super sexy so uh, <laughs> no it's horrifying that's uh this is where it's we get just, to the sexual shit yeah i mean you have the obvious you know you kind of have some you know not rope bondage kind of imagery but also like what you were talking about like the binding and 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 arranging the tree so that it grows if not healthily the way that you that you intend for it to grow it's also a little you know there's some violence there you know swollen neck vein it could be yep. construed as a couple yeah the sexual or the violent kind of thing um yeah, just, I, I, just really, I I think this is well written stuff that, you know, does kind of bug me. Well, as you were as you were reading it, I was, this song is actually really funny because it does look good on the page. Like I I read it and it looks fine. Um, it's well written, but it does. <laughs> these are not lovely lady lumps. These are girl child lumps, which is horrible. That's. The black eyed peas would be horrified at this. The the laden boughs, the slipping knots. I don't know. I, I love the imagery here, but at the same time it's beyond reprehensible. It's it's absolutely terrible. And let her blossom veils fly, her velvet gown, down, 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 and goodbye, for you know that I must say goodbye. A uh, really cool, you know, kind of musical cues happening you know we'll we'll get a bit into it after this but um you know when the down 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 repeats i can't remember if it's this time or the next time but uh it gets kind of you know a little loose a little heavy um pretty cool yeah blossom veil velvet gown you know gown and veil sort of has that wedding connotation uh yeah, con- contrasting as well, very soft imagery, um, as opposed to what we've seen so far, which is, you know, brittle, uh, weak, branchy, ropey. Um, branchy and ropey and uh, bowy. Bowy. And lumpy. Just a lot of, like, cursed seven dwarf vibes as you were listing those off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's lumpy and branchy. <laughs> oh no, Ropey's here. Uh get away from me, freaks. <laughs> um Yeah, on to on to verse four. Yeah. Yeah. And so verse four, um 
I think presents our twist, but begins with to a rhythm softly tortured of emotion back and forth. That's a rhythm sweetly tortured. Oh, that's the rhythm of the orchard. Um, I'm going to drop something that might be controversial. I don't know how you feel, Andrew. Um, I think he does know what he's done. I think that this girl is pretty dead at this point. I think that's the previous down, down, down. Um, I think he's hanging himself in his orchard. And so, you know, the motion back and forth, he's swinging in the breeze. Um, that's the rhythm of the orchard. And he knows that the previous rhythm of the orchard is is soft, slow torturing. You know, he's he's tried to maintain and, and stunt the growth of this person that he held captive. And the girl's already dead. And so, as you said before, you know, he's worried about her betraying him in death, but he has to now end his life because he can't either deal with what he's done or he's just, he's at that point. He's not well, he's not a well man. Um, but I think that this is him saying goodbye to all of us. Yeah, I like that. I like that reading. Um, you know, I could also see it as, you know, it doesn't, see, there's nothing huge in the text to support it, but maybe eventually she, you know, if you want to take a real, real optimistic approach, maybe she does get away and he's alone and, and does the deed or it's possible that, um, you know, he's just cradling her body and rocking it back and forth. Um, but of all those readings, I think the one that you came up with is sort of the one I, I, I like more and, and kind of see more, especially with, um, you know, for, you know, that I must die. Exactly. We, we come down to, um, another repetition of the, uh, know that I must say goodbye, the old girl trio. Yes. Goodbye. For you know that I must die. And this is where it goes down, down, down again. Um, and ends with for, you know, I must die. And so this, I think it really is him signing off. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He agreed. You ready for a bomb? You can drop that big old bomb on me. Watch out. It's coming in hot. I, I fully expect that this will be a controversial hot take, but um, I think that this guy, I think that this guy is the guy from Will of Misery. Oh, interesting. I think, I think he kills himself, and I think he's in, in purgatory or hell in Well of Misery. He can't quite remember what he's done, um, but the music sets a similar scene and place to me. It's desert. It's it's in the middle of kind of nowhere. Um this, however, is super bright. It's hot. It feels like it's reality, and he's going swinging. Well, a misery feels like it's removed from reality. It feels like perpetual night. It feels like a desert that's just, you know, more figurative than real. But it feels like that kind of purgatorial hellscape that he's just trapped himself in, and he no longer has to eat or do anything or sustain himself, but he's just trapped, toiling away for all eternity. Um so you're you're positing that there is sort of a, a Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds expanded universe being built before our very eyes. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. The NCU. It's. Um... <laughs> <laughs> we'll see a lot uh, of this crossover. Um, we'll we'll and see. Then Spider Man <laughs> came in <laughs> and he swung around me. <laughs> we'll see that like a lot Spider-Man later. Spider Man between your legs, <laughs> like and cried um <laughs> i mean uh, as we said he's a huge power rangers fan so we know there's crossover there um huge crossover potential huge uh, merchandising potential 
strangely enough, he never tapped into that, but I think that was the plan. I just don't think people went for it. Um, I kind of abandoned it in sort of a, you know, like those, those movies that just never quite, you know, nobody likes it, but they have a stinger scene and it's just really confident. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but but to, to, to go back to this theory of mine, um, what really ties this in is the dress. We know that the dress, he knows where the dress is at the bottom of the well. Um, here, when he lets her blossom veils fly, her velvet gown, down, 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 um, it feels like he's thrown her into a pit of some sort or perhaps killed her down a well, strangled her and thrown her down the well. Um, it, it feels like this man has killed this person that he loved, a daughter that he feels like he feels like he's his father figure to her. Um, again, in Well of Misery, we kind of get that imagery as well. But in this case, you know, he's done the deed and he, he hangs himself in Well of Misery. He kind of is then dealing with it in the afterlife forever and ever and ever and doesn't really remember what he's done, um, but is existing more on the, the plane of ethereal existence afterlife. And that's all I'm going to say about it. That's my theory. So I suck it. You know, I think it's really good. It's hard to poke any holes in it. Um, we should see where where that universe goes as we keep listening. Maybe there's maybe there's maybe he's left some kind of breadcrumbs for us through all the albums, and we can um, sort of like a serial killer get way into it <laughs> and lose our minds. As soon as we reveal it, the last clue he shows up and he actually kills you. <laughs> ah. That's why no one's done a podcast really before this. That's right. Um, well, do we want to move on to the music? I think we can. Cool. Um, lyrics by Cave, as as 99% of the songs are. Um, music for this one, uh, Mick Harvey. It's pretty sparse at the beginning. It's just got that little cute plucky guitar and that twangy kind of slide guitar that feels it's kind of a little a little off a little weird yeah. a little sinister yeah it's 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 kind of goofy and and real bluesy but it does feel very very sinister very off um well if you saw that lineup playing that kind of music down in the desert you you know you're kind of fucked seeing Blixa down there and oh yeah they're just in berlin it's just so funny <laughs> that this is what comes out of them making that move. That's it. And then you've got that kind of like that rising bass pattern that do 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 that kind of goes up. Um, and then just those little piano swells um, kind of fill it out. And it kind of sounds a little bit more to me like the first album where it could kind of fall apart at any moment. But it is a little tighter, feels a little more competent. I like the way it's recorded a little better. I love the music in the song. Love the vocal performance on this song. Yep. And the whole album, really, but this song's obviously no exception. But lyrics don't do it for me a whole lot. I think it's a good idea to address. And I think Nick has more scorn for this speaker than he has before. But all in all, it just kind of comes together, music and lyrics for me, and, and makes a good like second song for an album after such an intense experience with Tupelo. Yeah, I love that contrast you drew between the two, where, you know, Tupelo is just this huge, full, 
booming you know the the villain is a force of nature um the mm. music is constantly filling the space and then it kind of ends and it's almost like after the storm you hear that bow 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 bow, bow. and yeah, it's hot on the heels of that that ending of tupelo yep it's right there and all of a sudden you're just thrown into the desert sun's you know blazing above you and um just a really interesting feel and that's what always stuck out about this song to me is you know i've heard tupelo a thousand times and whenever i'd listen to this album all the way through um this one just hit and it always stuck in my mind i think because of that Um, did did you know there's no desert imagery in this song that i'm aware of and yet we both maybe because of the music and because of the bluesiness i think we both just assumed like i see i see a desert i see a, a sickly tree like in the desert, that's totally what I see. Yeah, the music the music sets the desert space, and then the trees just completely fit. It feels like a really fucked up orchard in the middle yeah. of the desert, and you know this this freak and his you know captive, um, wasting away just like probably the nature around them is. But yeah, no, you're right. There's there's nothing that places us actually in the desert. This is not the desert of despair. It's I not. Think, um, yeah, that's funny that you drew that parallel, but I I. I've always had kind of a and this whole album feels kind of deserty to me. Yeah. Um, but especially with that slide blues guitar. But yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I have the same image in my head. That must mean it's right. Power of the music. Um, that I I don't know unless you have anything else on the music. That's we done. We outie. Say goodbye to that little girl tree. I just finished saying goodbye to say goodbye to the little girl tree. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I'm gonna go fall into a deep sleep. Well, it well of misery too. <laughs> Electric little girl tree. Before we go, we we did want to uh, to highlight a couple things about Tupelo uh, that we didn't get to last time. That was a very full episode. I I feel we had a lot to kind of analyze, um, and wanted to just kind of save a couple little um nuggets for for this episode uh to kind of fill it out sean do you want to talk about the video i do why don't you give me about 15 20 minutes on this video sean here we go strap in we're going deep i'm gonna walk you through scene by scene frame by frame (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna parse the frame data of this music video frame frame 509 (laughs) Nick's left eye is slightly open. Uh, you can't really tell. Frame 607, it looks like he's taking a shit, but frame 608, he immediately recovers. It's a fantastic turn. Um, <laughs> this video is incredibly simple. Um, if you watched In the Ghetto and liked that, you'll love this video. Very similar. <laughs> very, very, very similar. This one's a little more exciting. Um, it begins with Nick kind of arms out in a in a a Y pose, but maybe like a Christ-like pose, um, and this goofy lightning crashing in the background, and you know that and Blix is in an M pose and Nick's <laughs> in a C. It's it's fun to stay with Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Yes, all the band members contributing to this uh spectacle and that's that's really the main difference for me is that this music video it has nick on stage he's still doing that kind of weird 
not sure what he's supposed to be doing. You know, he's in a music video, he's lip syncing. I don't think he knows what the fuck to do with that yet. It looks like he's just learning what a music video is. And he, uh, he also just might not give a shit at that point. Well, and that's the other, he, the look on his face sometimes is just like, he's doing it for some, he's clearly doing it for someone else. Um, but it, it keeps cutting to the band. And so we finally see the seeds in the music video. And, you know, as I believe this is their second music video, um, yeah. it, it feels like a very natural progression from in the ghetto. And it leads us to some really cool stuff coming right around the corner. Um, won't get into that, but yeah, he would do this kind of video again um, in kind of a loungy setting. Um, I just like seeing the various band members. Um, it would have been cool to see, you know, since it's pretty much a different lineup on this album than the last. Would have been cool to see them in In the Ghetto, but no, this this one's similar. It's colorful, um, a little hazy. You know, the band's yep. lit with orange, and Nick's in blue from the lightning. Uh, imagery um it's solid it's solid super solid and if you if you search this search tupelo music video uh the youtube video actually ends with about two seconds um the last few frames we're getting down to the frame data again uh is it looks like it's them on a show watching the music video because it's (laughs) nick and mick harvey sitting on a couch and nick is wearing sunglasses inside it's the best it's so good check out the video and if you just get bored skip to the last scene the last like moment in the video uh it's a great shot of them back in the day clearly unimpressed with themselves having a great i'm sure they're just oh (laughs) starved for that attention and way into it they they're having a ball as they always do with the media um yeah this this was the only video uh crafted for the album they're there is a wanted man music video um, on the Nick cave website, but it's basically just the credit sequence to the North American tour documentary, the road to God knows where um, from, you know, a few years down the road. So not doesn't count folks. Sorry. Did he actually use all those locations as tour spots? Was he bound to uh, that? <laughs> he, uh, yeah. By, uh, better business bureau they wouldn't let <laughs> get away with it um which i yeah no no reason to catch that just catch the documentary um but yeah um another thing i wanted to hit tupelo you know lyrics by cave obviously uh music harvey and barry adamson uh were the were the writers of that music just wanted to give them credit where it's due Hell yeah. Sean, that's all I've got to say. I'm going to go take a damp towel and uh, wipe myself down. That Uh, sounds like you're going to make yourself more wet. There's good wet and bad wet. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's about all the time we have for today. Um, Andrew, what should they be listening to for next episode? For the next episode of today's Lesson in Cave podcast, you should be listening to the third track from this album, Train Long Suffering. Um, and you know, I don't want to spoil too much, but stay tuned for a, a classic segment we like to call the album cover review game. 
Did that did that work as a theme for that? <laughs> we'll workshop it. Yeah, that was just that was off the top. I was just riffing, but we'll get there. We'll make our own kind of pseudo Nick Cave library and release an album. It's gonna be. We'll call it. It's gonna be pure carnage. Oh, we'll call it carnage. That's good. What if we called it um, Push This Guy Away? <laughs> what if we called it Kicking Against the Knicks? Uh, what if we call it The Firstborn is Dead? What if we call it The Firstborn is Dad? Sounds like a sitcom. Sean, where can they find us? You know, they can find us, as always, through email, if they've got that access to the internet and a Gmail account or a Hotmail account of some sort at todayslessonpod at gmail.com. They can find us at Twitter uh, at todayslessonpod. They can throw us a few coins if they're so inclined uh, at Patreon, patreon.com slash todayslesson. And as always, you can find us on OnlyFans, but I'm going to leave that to you to find us. Can they do it? We'll see. You'll have a good time either way. There's lots of... uh... Great tree imagery there too, for some reason. Um, <laughs> my my OnlyFans little boy tree. Uh, <laughs> if you want to, I hesitate to say this after this episode, but if you'd like to rate and review us, please give us five stars. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> please do it. Uh, Sean, it's been a joy talking about. Some a lot of different things, but some Nick Cave stuff with you today. There's a fair bit of Nick Cave related content in there. Yeah, at least fifty percent. Yeah, um, no, and, and that's not bad. That's a good batting average. Absolutely, that's a godly batting average. Sean, and you ready? Okay. I mean, we've nailed it every time so far, but we should just we should be ready. We're going to make this the best one yet. (laughs) Until next time. We. We love. love Nick. Nick Cave. We love Nick Cave. We. Wait. Okay. Oh, damn it. Here we go. Three, two. One, one zero we, lo- we, we love nick we love nick cave, cave. bye dude that was flawless goodbye <laughs>